Pulp MX Network production. Pulp MX fans, we're 550 plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at btosports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mathis Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. BTOsports.com, the official uh, gear of BTO Sports KTM with uh, Andrew Short and uh, Justin Brayton. BTO Sports has been around a long time and a great race team supporting the sport. And anything you need for your biker body, they've got it uh, over there at uh, BTOsports.com. Use the code PULPMX when you're checking out to save big time. And a uh, brand new website, mobile phone friendly. And uh, they've got it all. And Fox Racing, of course, uh, foxhead.com, 2015 stuff now out. Kenny Roxon, the uh, man who won Anaheim 2, where's Fox Racing? And uh, brand new uh, stuff going on over there, as usual. Uh, check them out, and uh, we thank those guys for um, presenting this podcast. Anaheim 2 wrap-up. It may be a day late, but it's better than never, folks. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is uh, my boss, the RacerX online editor, the, the man who is the voice of American motocross, the Jason Wygant. Yeah! Very happy. Well, this is a big, this is a big episode. It is. It is. We, we tried to get it done yep. yesterday. It just couldn't, couldn't work yep. out. But. Yep. Um, also on the line, um, he is working at uh, Western Power Sports uh, and Fly Racing and has a, a very important week with his uh, national sales meeting up there. And he loves rubbing into Jeff Emig all about fly racing. And uh, he is Jason Thomas. That's me. Big. Uh, I feel like we're gonna have to search to find things to talk about on this this review. Yeah. Anything new? Just. Good, good. I don't think so. I missed the race. I didn't get to go, and mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't really miss much. No. No. Not at Definitely all. Definitely a good choice of which one to miss. Yeah. Absolutely. Not much happened. Um, well, if you're a Chad Reed fan, I mean, he barely even got any laps in. I mean, he got last. It wasn't <laughs> much to see. Yeah. Terrible race for him. Yeah. Just. Out of, just no points. Nothing. Just yeah. <laughs> Weird. Um, I went to the results. I was like, what happened? Bowers is definitely going to win. He's leading the last lap, so I left. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Yeah, I asked him if he was going to ride on Sunday since you didn't get to ride much on Saturday. <laughs> um, wow, yeah. Uh, another um, controversy in the uh, Monster Energy Supercar Series. Chad Reed getting the black flag for uh, a little bit of uh, retaliation against uh, Trey Kennard, who had uh, unwittingly... Um, and not on purpose, uh, taking Chad out the corner before. And the black flag comes out. Chad's disqualified. Uh, Kenny Roxon wins the race, which we'll get to, but I mean, we have to talk about this black flag. And, and Weege, can you imagine your Jason Thomas, your in Boise, your premier rider, Trey Kennard, everyone is there for the Western Power Sports Fly Racing uh, meeting, your friend, nay, your best friend, Chad Reed, gets taken out and then bumps off and then gets a black flag. Like, what are you doing if you're JT? 
Weege? You just are you exploding? Is your head exploding? Are you crying? Do you just turn go into a corner and weep for everyone? I would hope since it was Saturday night and the time zone is what an hour later. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was a lot of lot of big wigs in town. I would hope you were so dulled <laughs> to the uh, experience at that point by about midnight your time that maybe it didn't make the impact it could. I'm hoping. <laughs> you just... I was dulled by something, but I don't know if it was the experience. Um, oh, damn it! Uh, yeah, wow. That's uh, that was a big that was a big deal, Weege. Um, when I first saw it happen, I saw Trey hit him, and I'm like, ah, oh, no, that was dumb, Trey. And then I saw Chad yeah. do that, uh, kind of bump Trey, and then Trey crash, and I'm like, oh, oh, that's not good for Chad. Like that will be a penalty of some sort. And then I saw the black flag, and I'm like, oh, that's really stupid. Why would you do that? I believe I, I even probably crossed my bounds as a media member when I said Chad should. When I tweeted, Chad should take the black flag and shove it up the AMA's ass. That's probably a little <laughs> you far. Tweeted that? I did tweet that because <laughs> I, that's at, in the initial heat of the moment. That's how far off I thought that black flag was. Like, could not believe it. Um, oh, first here. We'll start with you. You're the one that told me because it's not like yeah. I was looking to give you any idea what the precedent for this is. It's not like when we saw Chad do that, we were looking at the flagger to see will they bring out the black flag? Yeah. No, because they never bring out the black flag. Never ever. No. Last black flag. I think black flag, and I'm like, what? Hanny, what? Hanny got black flagged. I think for that Alex Ray incident. I think uh, Chisholm got black flagged in Salt Lake City. There probably was somebody whose muffler was falling off and got black flagged or whatever at some point. You know. Yeah, and they said they black flagged Lawrence for something in practice with Dungey one time. But what do all these incidents not have in common with this? Main event, lead lap, guys battling for position. Yeah. Has it ever happened in that situation? Weege, what uh, what do you think of this whole thing? Like, I mean, you're you're in agreement that Chad should be punished. JT, you are too. I am as well. But that the black flag was a little hasty. I just don't yeah, like how I the whole process know. went. Yeah, go ahead, JT. No, I just uh, basically don't like how the whole you know thought process went. I don't think that you have enough time to make a rational decision when there's that much on the line. You know, what if Chad had been the points leader or relevant in the point standings at that time? Uh, I mean, you could have single-handedly shaped the outcome of this title, and you still may. Who knows? You know, who knows what the future holds? I just don't think that a referee or an official should ever determine the outcome of an event, unless it's absolutely necessary, which I don't feel it was at all in this case. Yeah, the number one justification, because I got to talk to all the people involved after the race, the number one justification from John Gallagher from the FIM was once Chad hit Trey once, they didn't know if it would stop, and they were afraid he was just going to keep hitting him and ramming okay. him throughout the rest of the race. Please. So that's why they couldn't wait till after the race to penalize him. They needed to throw the black flag then. Please stop with that. Please. Yeah, that's such a terrible what? thing. <laughs> you really? Like that was a true fear. That was really what he thought. <laughs> Chad Reed is now blood in his eyes. He will be parking. He will probably stop on the track like winners take all. Team manager will give him the fist and he'll just drive straight across the track and take Trey out again. What what would possess you to think that Reed was going to hit him again and again and again? He's the Terminator. He won't stop. We should have black flagged him. No! Like, really? Like, <laughs> I, like I, I don't understand. That is 
<laughs> look, look, and I like John Gallagher. I've gone to dinner with John Gallagher. I think he's paid even. And uh, I, I have good conversations with John. He's helped me in my job in the past as far as, you know, hey, John, what happened here and what you're thinking there. Um, so I want to get that out of the way. He's a good guy. Tries yeah, hard. I don't, I don't personally you know, hold this against but him either. That's I a just, ridiculous reason. That's a ridiculous it reason. It absolutely is. I mean, <laughs> we wanted to stop him before he just kept extracting revenge on Kennard. And Kennard's yeah, and motionless. It's a ridiculous reason, and it's the only reason. Because any other, it's the only reason why you'd have to act so hastily. So that's why they did it. And they, you know, Kevin Crowther, they said, hey, he was going to get disqualified. You know, so essentially, what's the difference? You might as well black flag him instead of let him do all the laps and, and, and just take it all the way at the end. But I don't know. To me, there's a huge difference. You have no I, I, time to react. I, 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 mean, I think a disqualification yeah. after the race is too harsh for that. I think that's a harsh, yeah, that's probably, way too harsh of a penalty. You know? And I could, I could make an argument for both sides of that case. But at least you would have time to rationally calm down, look at it from multiple TV angles, uh, speak to people, get other people's opinions, and then make a fair decision what you, you know, an, an objective, calm, rational decision. Not just, you know, because he basically said it happened right in front of me. I saw it on the TV replay, which is debatable if he had time to actually do that and get a black flag out and all the things that happened. Uh, I just don't think that, you know, I, I believe he acted on emotion. And I don't think you can do that as an official. Like you, you have to be above that. Yeah, it was it was a a shocking move. I mean, again, let the guy finish, tally up his points, see how he does, then uh, find him, uh, disqualify him if you want to, which I still think is way too harsh. But it, whatever, then Chad can appeal, and we still have these points that are there. Uh, as it is, Chad's disqualified immediately. It's just a poor decision. Uh, JT, you you termed it right. Um, a poor decision by Trey. Maybe a worse decision by uh, uh, Chad, and then probably the, the top or worst decision, the black flag. I mean, yeah, it was just an, an elevator or an escalator of bad decisions. You know, it was just like, oh no, you're not going to out, outdo me on the bad decision scale. Yeah, watch you know, this. Just like, <laughs> yeah, just keep one upping each other. Oh, uh, I mean, bad move. Um, I mean, Gallagher told me that he, and it's true, if you're in those stadiums, you know when there's an incident, you usually start looking at the big screen and expect there to be a replay, and there was. And there was a replay shown before the black flag came out because I remember how the whole thing unfolded. Like we saw it happen, and I remember seeing the big screen, and then Mathis, whatever it is, a minute later is like, there's a black flag. So it is true that he got to at least see a replay or two on the big screen before they made the decision, but I still don't think that you could understand everything that was at play seeing the replay once or twice. I mean, a huge factor in this, incidentally, is just that Kennard really wasn't even riding at that point. He tells me after the race, you know, I crashed, I got sweat in my goggles, I'm straightening my helmet, I'm straightening my goggles, I'm pulling a tear off, I was just riding along. Now, that doesn't mean that it's any more or less right for Chad to run into him, but it certainly made the hit that Chad meant to put on him appear much worse. Because when I first saw the replay, I thought, oh, my God, man, he lined him up right in front of the tough block, and then punted him right into it on purpose. That's what I thought when I first saw the replay. Once I talked to everyone involved after the race, and Trey's like, "No, I wasn't. I didn't even have both hands on the bars." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, okay. So Chad probably didn't hit him as hard as it seemed. It's just because uh, Trey wasn't even holding on, made it look so much worse than it is." Yeah. Can we? I'm not saying that makes it okay for right. Chad to do it, but this is the kind of info you get after the fact 
that you need to weigh in on. Well, I mean, should we disqualify Trey? You need to have. You're unsafe. You only have one hand on the bar. You're unsafe. <laughs> you're. You could cause an issue because you're out of control. I mean, I mean, you know, like. Well, what I'm saying I'm, I'm is, joking, obviously, but you know what I mean. What I'm saying is, it's very easy. I'm sure to think like, oh my God, Chad. If Chad, Chad just tried to kill him right there. We need to get him off the track now. He's clearly a, a, in a fit of rage, and he might hit him again. Right. Look how hard he hit him, and look the, the disaster that he caused. But once you find out from Trey that Chad didn't really even hit him that hard, mm-hmm. you then start to wonder, uh, yeah, he probably wasn't going to run it in on him ten more times during the race. You probably didn't need to remove Chad from the track no, for fear no. of killing somebody. Yeah, it's it's uh, if Trey has both hands on the bar, nothing happens. Trey kind of goes to the side a little bit, and, and we carry on, you know? Yeah, and like I said, I'm not saying that that makes what Chad did okay, but it's just an example of the kind of evidence you need to put together before you make such a drastic decision. Yeah. You know, and we got – maybe something's going on with John. He's yelling at Bowers right after the race for that Osborne thing. Um, you know, maybe John's having a rough time. Maybe something's going on. Maybe, he is, maybe he's been getting the black flag from in life or something. I don't know. I don't know because it's he's a calm – Good guy, and I thought that Tyler yelling at Tyler Bowers at the opening round, right after the race, was a little uncalled for. Right on TV, you're yelling at the guy like you can't do that. You know, that's not, pro- that's not professional. And then, and then you're, and of course, he didn't know that the cameras are on him. But whatever, you got to assume the cameras are on you when you're down on the Still stadium have floor. Forty thousand eyes on you. Yeah, and and now you got this. It's like, what's going on, John? Maybe, maybe we need to help him. I'm gonna go give him a hug this weekend. John, are you okay? What's happening? <laughs> I, I do want to say this opened up a ton of conspiracy theories, obviously, on the FIM, since they're already on the hot seat with this Stuart deal. And you may or may not even connect it to Villapoto left Supercross to go race GPs. I don't think any of that's connected. But uh, if you have any conspiracy theories like that, the whole argument we're making is this decision was made in, what, 30 seconds? Well, so, maybe a little longer than 30, but probably under it, under a minute for sure. Was it a full – was it more than – so I, I don't really realize what lap it came out. Did you, you know, they hit on the start straight. Now, Did the black flag come out the very next time Chad got to the finish? That's what Chad says. Now, I don't know for sure. I don't know if it was one right. whole lap or Chad said it was the next time he came around. Yeah, which would, I mean, that would be, what, 40 seconds or mm-hmm. so? Yeah, 40, um, yeah, exactly, 40, 45 seconds. Right. Because it was like a minute lap time and but they had done a little bit of a lap. Even, but, uh, even not, at the most, it was 145, you know? Still, yeah, either yeah. way. So yeah. the point is, I can't there, – there's nothing more at play here than just the FIM official who's there making a quick decision. I don't think anyone from Europe or an energy drink or a sponsor or a promoter was able to make a phone call and then make this all happen within a minute 45 or 45 seconds. It was just one dude making yeah. one decision very quickly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the incident, first of all, too. Uh, um, JT, Ch- uh, Trey – said that Chad was going to go outside. He went outside the lap before, and that's what Chad thought, and that's what Trey thought he was going to do. Now, the move on Trey's part was a little bit of a spaz move because he went kind of far on that inside jump. It wasn't a very hard jump, and he went farther than he, you know, if he wanted to go the inside, he went farther. I think he was trying to jump to the outside and block Chad. It was, it was not a smart move by Trey Kennard to do that right there. It, Chad, to me, it looked obvious that Chad was going to the inside the way he was coming over that tabletop, you know, and not really uh, looking for that outside berm. Um, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think, 
looking back on it, Trey would, would have made a, a different decision there. But, you know, racing is intense, and mm-hmm. you have to make split-second decisions, and they're not always the right ones. So I think Trey would be the first one to tell you that it probably wasn't a great racing choice. Yeah. There was obviously no, well, what no I'm, intent. What I'm, no, of course not. No, no, no intent. What I'm getting at is Chad has a right to be pissed. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. I, anytime you're ahead of someone and they land on you and <laughs> right. you, whatever, of course you have a right to be pissed. Yeah. When you're in the front, you have the right to go wherever you want, you know, within reason. Yeah. Uh, so, sure. But I think for him, he was a little bit um, confused or maybe overreacted or thought that Trey's intentions were different than whether, or maybe he just thought Trey made a bonehead move. Who knows? But (laughs) in either case, obviously Chad overreacted and probably would like to have that back as well. So I just feel like both sides were shared some level of fault. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, John Gallagher came in and just clobbered everyone and changed the whole tone of the move uh with the black flag i just think you know we, we we can talk about the move all we want and i know there's been a lot of focus on that but the black flag was really the the biggest issue with all of it you know because i really think that if trey hadn't been uh trying to you know fix his goggles and all that he wouldn't have crashed and i know that's still chad's fault and that's not trey's fault whatsoever but i think you know it was just like the perfect storm of these circumstances for how that all went down and it just, I just feel like it's a black eye on the sport. You know, with the, the black flag thing, it even made it into USA Today. And I know they say there's no such thing as bad press, no. but why, that doesn't look good for the sport. No, why can't, I, believe I me, why can't polishing his resume? Because those are his, that's his quotes and everything. So he's polishing his resume. He's yeah, like, I mean, that's, you know, I, I think it's, it's cool to have it in there, but <laughs> it's like the NASCAR fight. You know, that's not, that does, that's not a good look for NASCAR, you know, there is, uh, you know, there is bad press. I, I know getting the word out there is is great, but mm-hmm. having a two-time champion and and basically, you know, legend in the sport now, in a in one of the biggest news publications in the world for getting disqualified for an issue like that is is not a great look. Um, yeah, no, no, it's uh, it's not, yeah, it's not not a good look for sure. Um, the uh, the I forgot what I was going to say. I'll just be honest. I forgot what I was going to say. Weech, one of the one of the things okay. I'm worried about with this is, and, and JT, I asked you in the <clears throat> the three on three story. We'll have post in a race tracks probably by tomorrow. But okay, the second fallout of this is obviously what happens to Reed and what happens to Kennard and all that. But now, the word that keeps getting brought up is precedent. Like there is no precedent for that's where I was going to go. You just yeah. reminded me. That's where I was going to go. I, I, yeah, I read your mind. There's Good no job. precedent. Yes, there is a precedent for a black flag but in completely different circumstances. That handy one in Alex Ray, wasn't the checkered flag already on the LCQ? Yeah. And they were in, like, eighth place? Yeah. Like, the race was over. It was an LCQ. They both weren't going to the main. Like, it's a totally different scenario here uh, for starters. But now, I guess the precedent has been set. How are you going to not ever throw out a black flag again like they haven't ever before? Or are we going to see this all the time? Like, that's the whole issue. It's not consistent. No, at all. What's well, never been, and that's been an issue with all the teams in the pits over the years. Going back to, I've been being a mechanic and going to the races since '96, and everyone always says there's different rules and nothing ever applies, and this is just a, a massive example of that. And with the growth of our sport, like more eyes are on it, you know what I mean, than it was in 1998 and 2000 or whatever. But Weege, I mean, Barsha kind of dirtied Seely, and Seely said he's got one coming after the race, right? So. Now, not. if Seeley does anything, that's 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 retaliation. That is a black flag offense. So, you know, uh, Hanny got McElrath, 
um, and said it was payback for Anaheim 1. Black flag offense. Well, he did, right? Did you not see that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. And he did the right move. I cannot find that tweet now. Oh, it was out there. I don't know. I didn't look, go back, but. Right. I saw it at the time. Thought no, no, nothing of it. You're like, oh, that's how racing works. Yeah. And then I went to look for it yesterday, and I'm like, hey, that tweet's gone. Hanny must have realized, like the rest of the world, oh, wait, oh, retaliation is no longer part of racing. Yeah. Better erase all evidence. It's, uh, yeah, and if I'm a team owner and something goes down, I'm, I'm yelling for the black flag because that's what happened to Chad Reed. So if something goes down with my rider, I want the other guy black flagged. Right, so if Sealy takes uh, Barsha out this weekend, just for instance, yeah. if you're JGR, you're like, hey, black flag him. Yeah, no, absolutely. You have a right and to that, now, apparently. Just a, just a terrible move by the guy, by the FIM. Just, just unbelievably <laughs> rash, harsh, whatever you want to say. Chad, I mean, we're all in agreement Chad deserved a fine or a penalty, right, of some sort. I mean, we're all in agreement of that, right? Because there's, oh, yeah. there's some people who – there's people obviously on Twitter who, you know, it's Twitter, so it's a lot of whack jobs. But um, there's some people who think there's nothing wrong with what Chad did. and Well, I don't agree with that. You have to penalize Chad Reed for that move. But Yeah, you know, I don't want anyone to think that this is us. We like Chad or we're friends with Chad and we're being pro-Chad Reed. Like, what he did was wrong, and he definitely deserves a penalty for it. No doubt in my mind. Positions, points, fines. Level it all on them, that's fine. But yeah. the black flag thing, just to give you an example. So Chad tells me after the race, he's like, they said I could protest, but what's the point? What yeah. if I win the protest? They're going to just drop me in the ninth place? Like, there's nothing that could be done. Right. So there's um, no point in literally, you've removed any chance of fixing anything or coming up with a logical solution at all. Once you black flag them, it's done. You can't fix anything. No, that's the whole issue. I now, penalize after the race. I got no problems with that. Weed, you did a good job of getting all the quotes after the race. Uh, much better than myself. Um, you killed it. Good job on that. But wasn't ori- easy. I can tell you that. <laughs> originally, Chad was not going to talk, right? Well, this was all building to a head because uh, I'm very angry in general about how it's just scorched earth. Like the race ends and reporters run in all directions, and maybe you'll get a ride or maybe you won't. It's just really luck more than anything else. It's not organized in any way, shape, or form. Well, no, Alex and, Alex Martin is there. And yeah, and Phil, Phil will be back. Phil will be Phil back. Will be Phil was always there waiting for the press. And what gets me mad is, especially early in the year, where there's a lot of contenders and some of them are doing well and some of them are struggling, we're going to get a lot of questions. We were talking about the panic button last week. We're going to get a lot of questions, guys like us, about what's up with this guy, what's up with that guy. Well, we don't want to speculate. I'd way rather hear it from the guy. But when everybody just runs from the building, it doesn't do them any favors. So in this situation, I'm like, okay, clearly these guys have a side of the story they want to get out. But were they willing to do that? No. Everyone I heard involved the Honda and even uh, Max the Fly is like, man, Trey's in there. I don't think he's going to talk. He's so angry. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but it would only be to his benefit to explain what he did. Yeah. And I give Trey credit. He came out, the scowl on his face. He was turning people to stone. He looked so angry. <laughs> uh-huh. But Guy B and I asked him if he would talk, and he said, yeah. And then that well, that opened the floodgates, because then once you have his side, I go over to Chad's rig, and they're like, yeah, he's not going to talk. Right. I'm like, okay. But uh, I'm going to print that Trey Kennard called him a crybaby, <laughs> and don't call me on Monday mad that we only told his side of the story. I, I'm surprised that Chad doesn't have any defense of himself. That doesn't seem possible. Yeah. And then suddenly, Chad went from not available, <laughs> or not even around, perhaps, <laughs> to, uh, oh, he's right here. Talk to him. Hey, and JT. It's amazing. JT, how much was Weege enjoying this? Because it was sort of wrestling-esque. 
yeah. we just we just is G- mean Gene, and you know he goes to, goes to one wrestler, gets a quote, then the other one won't <laughs> talk, and he goes, "That's fine," but he called you a crybaby, <laughs> and then the other wrestler explodes on the scene. <laughs> Yeah, you know the wrestling. It's like a month of buildup for these pay per views. It's more, way more talk than action. Right, but right, right. What I found funny is once, like, once they let me talk to Chad, he was fine. Like, I don't think he even had a problem talking to anybody. No, just, yeah. Well, saying, no, he's not talking. I don't think he cared. Yeah, that's that's part of the issue too. Is is and I'm finding that with another rider too. Like, there's more people around him, around this one rider making all the decisions. When you're like, I think the rider is just fine. He's just chilling. He's perfectly fine. He does not, you know. So uh, I think we know Chad well enough to know that he probably would have an opinion on this. Yeah. And he probably wouldn't mind getting <laughs> out there. <laughs> He's usually very open to sharing his opinions. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, but when I did talk to Gallagher and, and Kevin Crowder, they, they, they actually thanked me. They're like, thanks for getting our side. No one ever asked us. And I'm like, yeah. what? I would think that's just as critical. Like, mm-hmm. what were you thinking? I would think is the most important question <laughs> this entire. Yeah. And then John did say, he did kind of ask me what I thought. I didn't want to come down too hard. I'm like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't make the call, but I don't know if I can agree with the black flag. Yeah, I uh, I asked. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I asked uh, John, Trey, and Chad all in a pulp show, and uh, Chad said he would do it, and then he had to bow out. Um, he said he's working on something, and he can't talk about it. Trey said he'd rather just move on, and Gallagher never got back to me. So um, I was trying to kind of get everybody's sides too, because I knew it would be a big topic. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and we're not trying to stir it. We're just, uh, like you said, once you talk to one guy. Yeah, yeah. Or, no, in general, we're going to have to talk about this. And the worst thing is to talk about it and not know why something happened. Then you say something, and the guy's like, well, dude, that's not what happened at all. You needed to check with me. Well, I, we tried. I, le- I legitimately felt sorry for Jason Thomas. I really did. I felt like he was that he just, wasn't there? That just what, what is JT thinking? What's happening in no. his mind? He's confused. He's angry. He's sad. He's happy. He has no idea. He's he, all the emotions running through our our, our, our Jason Thomas. So, twenty you don't know. Will you JT. always remember where you were? Happened, JT. I do. I was at a Fly sponsored a Racer X or um, not a Racer X. Sorry, we f- sponsored a uh, Supercross party. Mm. Um, oh, brilliant! Just terrible. we were all, like the whole everyone from the whole company basically was there watching this. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and everyone so, kind of like two hundred people all looked at me at once. So let's let's take us through the Fly Racing Supercross party. Andrew Short, second place. Oh, cartwheels. Oh, a few laps later. Trey Kennard. Oh, no. <laughs> Justin Brayton, out for the night. Was yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. And just before that, we'd learned that Pike wasn't going to race. Oh, that's so, right. Yeah, Pike, too. Yeah, Pike. It, was a, it was a rough day. Well, hey, I, I do the X-Brand goggles, uh, as people must know. And there are some LCQs where I'm like, all right, six guys that I build goggles for all in the LCQ. Great, <laughs> great night. <laughs> so, yeah, it happens. Well, it was, I mean, if you have crashes in a bad night, that's one oh, thing. Of course. All yeah. of our guys were getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, really, right? We're just losing guys left and right. Like, we had three out of our top four go down to injury in one night. Yeah, no, it's funny. Yeah, not not funny, but you know what I mean. Well, yeah, it was just yeah. rough. I mean, especially the night you have your company Supercross party. <laughs> were you telling the people, look at the benefits of fly gear flexing and stretching as the riders were? <laughs> Imagine how much worse this could have been right, in a competitor's gear. Right. Look at Kennard's gear, not no holes after that, <laughs> after that uh, incident. <laughs> Holding up strong. Um, all right, anything more about this? Do you want to move on to the race? Are we, are we all in agreement? Chad deserves something. We're all in agreement. 
there were some dumb moves made, and we're all in agreement that the dumbest was the black flag. I think. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing I'm interested in right now is is what happens next because I think there are, no, there are some things going on a, behind the scenes. Give me so. a break. No, there's not. Yeah, I think there are. No, I, I'm I, actually positive there are. I, I know there are, or I think there are too. But well, I think I, you're I, you're alluding to something I am. All yeah, right, but I'm, I'm saying I'm like sorry, you're alluding to something different than I am. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think the the big thing that you're talking about, yeah, I don't know. That's been talked about forever, but I think there's some other things going on that could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Chad said, you know, hey, I don't care. Today, he said, I don't care about Supercross, but I care about this new cause. You know? Yeah, and, 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 and that's what you're talking about. That's not so much what I'm talking about. Right. And then he said yesterday, the hashtag goat, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, right. So I don't know. Yeah. That, uh, that's anybody's yeah. guess. So that's a, right. that's a different topic. Right. I just think there will be some things. Uh, that happened because of this one incident, not the whole big picture. All right, what's up, Captain Vague? Well, it's not my it's not my place. I don't I don't I know. even know the I'm full kidding. details. I'm kidding. Uh, you probably do, but that's all right. No, um, I, I really don't. I just know that right. there's some things going on. Do you guys want to move on to the rest of the race? Yeah, Weege. Sure. Okay. Do you remember what we were going to talk about on our pod, Weege? We said we made a couple notes and we we laughed and we we said bring this up on the pod. And, do you remember? There were at least two or three of those, but honestly, this black flag thing, it oh. truly was like that. It just put a black flag over all other thoughts. It was funny, ideas. though. We had some funny some funny things to talk about. Oh, well, I guess that's it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If Eli Tomac continues to not get starts, why can't? Kenny Roxon is going to run away with this. Um, it's early. It's three rounds in. It's early. But Roxon is just a machine. Tomac can match him. I feel Tomac can match him. I feel like Kennard could match him on certain days. But if Tomac can't get off the gate, Kenny Roxon is just – I mean, we saw another performance that was just, speaking of Terminators, Terminator-like. In control, complete uh, no worries, um, gr- easy race for him, around the lappers, no problem. See you later. How dare you disrespect the other riders? There's too much talent. This field is too deep. How dare you say that? It's only three races in. Anything can happen. Hashtag who's next. Okay. I dare you. Kenny has accomplished nothing. It's just three races. It means nothing. I'm taking you. Are you getting there some you flack for your column last week? Is that what is that what's happening here? Is it, are you lashing uh, out at a me? Little, a little bit. A, a little bit. I have okay. to say, most it's actually gone pretty well. But I mean, that's just where you're at. That's just it's. We've made this joke a million times. It's really easy to be the person that says, "Nope." Everything's awesome for everyone. Everything's great for everyone. Everyone has still an opportunity. Everything's great. Um, but the reality is, uh, Kenny's already opened up a bit of a points lead, just a little bit. And his overall history of huge crashes and wrecks and inconsistency and just watching the way he's riding right now, mm-hmm. it's not like, well, just give it time. It's a time bomb waiting to go off. I mean, obviously, anything can happen in racing. There's a chance that this train's going to stop. But there's not a lot of evidence pointing to that happening right now. No, but I'm, do you agree with me? Tomac can match him and race with him, but he—I mean—if you don't get the start, you're not going to. You know? Yeah, and at the beginning of the year, I, I said that the two guys that starts mattered most for were, were Tomac and Barsha because Barsha—that's his greatest strength. If he doesn't have it, he's in big trouble, and that's the greatest weakness for Tomac. And if he doesn't fix it, he's in trouble. The other guys, like the starts they get, are usually good enough. It doesn't make a huge difference. I don't want to leave Dungey out of this conversation, though. I was pretty impressed with the way he rode. Um, it's not, it's definitely do not count him out yet. No, I was going to move on to that with JT. Dunge looked good. Uh, the best race of the year, I think, for Dunge, even though, um, I mean, obviously it's his best result of the year, 
but after oh. after a fourth and a third. But JT, he looked, dare I say, different. He looked different. Yeah, I, I think it was the best we've seen him look mm-hmm. all year, and and I really would have liked to seen if he could have kept closing on Roxon. You know, he, he missed that triple on lap fourteen, and it it really just killed all his momentum. I think the race was, for all intents and purposes, over at that point. Mm-hmm. But he was certainly uh, making a charge. Um, so yeah, it was definitely you know I don't know if they've made any bike changes or if he just felt better or what. But yeah, I'd just like to see what he could do um, if he rides like that because that um, you know he'd gotten out front before and um, just wasn't. I didn't feel like he rode as well as that. So mm-hmm. if he can ride like that the whole way from from first lap to last lap, and I think that's been a lot of his problem is he kind of starts slow at the beginning of the main event. Mm-hmm. He certainly can win win a race. That you know that was the first time I think we've seen pace from him that could that could win a race. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was impressive for sure. Um, I also think it was, um, you know, the first lap or two there, he was on it. He was making. He made passes. some moves. Um, yeah, yeah, he made moves. It was it was undunge like. It was what you're always asking him to do. He did it. It's for guys like say it's always hard. Get on. They should come out here and try it. <laughs> yeah. um, Whatever it takes. If it lit the fire under. Yeah, him. yeah, really, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. So don't, I, I wouldn't count him at all. For sure, Tomac and Trey, they got the speeds also mm-hmm. from with Rockson, but uh, I was impressed with Dunge, but. It's all going to come down to Roxon's going to need a couple of bad races. He's gotten good starts in every main, so I guess maybe we're looking at a maybe inflated. You know, he's going to start eighth sometime. What's yeah. going to happen then? But uh, he'll get still, man. He'll get second or third. Dunn just still my. He was my title pick going in. He's still my title pick. Really? Yep. Three rounds. Ha- these three rounds don't mean anything to you. You're just still. You hold on to that. Um, I kind of expected Roxon to come out of the gate firing. Okay, I, I called that. Uh, and I, there's still a lot of races left. There is. So there I'll is. just leave it there. Um, hey, speaking about the track real quickly, how sweet was that over Underbridge? How sweet was that thing? Uh, I think Jesse Nelson didn't care for it too much. Oh, so good. Just, you know, tricky, lengthens the track, opens it up. Although I it was kind of lame the way they used what, it. What happened to the obstacles after the over-under bridge? And before it. <laughs> well, before it, I mean, I think before it, there was always just going to be that little kicker. But Well, I know. It just sucks. Like It's just this thing out in the middle of nowhere, and then it's straightaway after it. The, the, the straightaway is classic. We ran out of dirt. Hey, we ran out of dirt. We can't do well, it. Well, across the start, right? What? Yeah, the, before the, it. Yeah, the start was before. But No, I mean after. The, the, we ran out of dirt. We're just going to put a flat straightaway right here. So... Um, <laughs> And then the the split lane, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't. I thought they'd that fix was pretty it. bad. I thought they'd fix it uh, for the for the last practice, and they never did. I it's don't. One know. of those things where it just makes it one lined. Oh my god! Come on, you guys. It makes it so yeah. narrow. Right. It just yeah. If you can't make them both equally usable, get rid of it. JT, you weren't uh, you weren't there, but you should have seen how muddy it was for the first practice. They oh, watered yeah? they watered the crap out of that thing, huh, Weege? Like unseated two fifty guys, not tripling, like struggling to triple. Well, I think that was partially the track design too, because they were right out of that turn. Well, but yeah, but it, you know, once it dried up, they're okay. But with right. a little bit of water, yeah. But like, those ruts were there. I mean, those ruts in that turn were gnarly. I mean, that's how Webb got Bowers. Those ruts, the damage was done. But in the end, it didn't make much of a difference because I heard guys say it was more slippery than actually even Anaheim usually is. Yeah. It was maybe the most slippery Anaheim had ever been. So it whatever attempt they were making, it clearly backfired. They really watered it. Good God. Um, I think they were yeah. trying to overcompensate, but 
didn't work. I, I, you know, I feel like they did that in uh, Phoenix, and it actually worked. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't work here. I, uh, I throw a black flag on the water, guys. <laughs> well, I think they were trying to do the right thing. I think they were trying to get moisture into it, but I really think that it's sitting out there, and then Monster Truck's just packing it down and packing it down just mm-hmm. destroys it. Are you saying Bradshaw is to blame? I would say everyone but Bradshaw is okay. to blame. Right. Bradshaw actually helped it somehow. <laughs> we yeah. don't know how. Yeah, no black flags for him ever, by the way. <laughs> no. He once said to Roy Jansen, Roy was the AMA official at the time, collected his fine, and Bradshaw said, is this how much the fine is when you hit somebody? And he said, yeah. And he's like, well, I might as well give you a couple more because I guarantee you I'm going to be doing this again. It, it, okay. It just sounds like you made that up, but it's an exact true story. Here. At that yeah, time, that Gallagher's head explodes right off his shoulders, <laughs> like like a watermelon does, that Gallagher hits. Does does uh does, does Bradshaw get a black flag for San Jose, ninety ninety or ninety two or whatever that was? Oh, with a chicken? Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh God. Does, do, uh, what about Bursey? Split lane that he jumped across. Essentially. What about that Bursey move? Um, <laughs> what year was that? Uh, it was. It oh, was, was it? Yeah, yeah. It was on Bradshaw. It was chicken on Bradshaw. That one. What about when Bradshaw threw his bike at Matasevich at Tampa? <laughs> Black flag. <laughs> he was getting out of control in the whoops one year in Anaheim, but he made sure as he was crashing to aim the crashing bike into. Mm-hmm. Oh, was that Anaheim? I thought it was Tampa. No, that was that was. Yeah. I think it was San yeah. Diego. All good. I don't know, but anyways. all good guys. Yeah. Anyways, all right. Let's move on to the race. Um, Barsha and Pike. Uh, Weege, of course, you went to JGR. They had free lunch, so you know that's where you're going. Um, yeah, I had my first wiener schnitzel, by the way, of the year uh, on Saturday afternoon. All the, the JGR guys uh, have Billy Feltz, the old factory mechanic, helping them out this year. And I saw him three times with just a massive thing of wiener schnitzels, delivering them hey. to teams. I think that's that's Billy's job. He's the wiener schnitzel delivery guy. So. Um, Never take. I mean, I I have one now, and I'm convinced that is an awesome job. I'm glad somebody's doing it because they are. I thought all hot dogs were created equal. Oh no, schnitzels are good. Schnitzels are good. I I don't know if they could top Jimmy John's. I, I think a shootout is in order. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy John's uh, two weeks in a row uh, just gone before we even got a chance to go over there. Just ridiculous from the RCA. Pretty fast is how fast it was gone. Yeah, we're, we're this will be mentioned in uh, my column. Um, but uh, Barsha had uh, Barsha had his best race of the uh, of the season fourth. Um, still kind of off the top guy's pace, not quite there, but uh, not bad. Good, 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 good uh, comeback for Justin. He was fastest qualifier too. Well, that was the big breakthrough because now that he's done well, we can reveal this. We had been joking in each practice session that you would watch Barsha put in his flyer lap, and you know what it's like to watch Barsha do it. It looks like the wheels are going to come off the rims of the bike. He's riding it so hard, mm-hmm. and he looks up at the board, not on it, like yeah. not even top five. Yeah, like he's riding the crap out of that bike, and he's like, ace. So it almost become a running joke, like, oh, here's Barsha going to put in his crazy time, and it's going to be good enough for ace. And then this time, it, it was first. It was. It was so, good, yeah. Yeah, so I think that uh, that even means more than the, the, the fourth in the main. Like, okay, I can go as fast as these guys now, which I was hoping. Yeah. I'm sure he's hoping he'd do that. Um, he's got to iron out some other stuff. It is weird. His starts continue to suck, though. Yeah, they do. They're not good. Nope. Yeah. Um, yep. And Pike, what did the guys say about Pike going to be out for a while? Yeah. Uh, um, oh, do you know something, JC? No, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. What's bizarre about the Pike thing was 
from what I'm hearing, um, like I was a little worried. I'm like, man, really? Is it? Is it? That's heroic of him to try to ride right after surgery. But mm-hmm. is it going to make it worse? And they were assured by the doctors who did the surgery that that wasn't an issue. It was just down to how much pain you could tolerate. It'll be fine. Uh, and then he broke it. He told me going up the finish line jump. So the takeoff of a jump was too much. Yeah. How is he going to do 20 laps? Yeah. And heat races and qualifying. Uh, bad. bad and it is worse now. So I mean, bad. De- bad decision. If it is worse, and he's, I mean, he had another surgery. I heard. If it is yeah. worse, incredibly bad decision. Um, again, JGR guys would never put him out there um, knowing th- that he could get hurt more. But just in the in retrospect, yeah. No. Well, yeah, I think they you know they were going on what they were being told. Mm-hmm. I don't um, I, I I don't think they or Pike consider themselves doctors. So when somebody says, "Don't worry, you can't hurt it worse," yeah, yeah, them, yeah. pain you can handle, and you break it going up the face of one of the first jumps you hit, that's a major miscalculation. I black flag that doctor. <laughs> Absolutely, was it Doctor Seuss? Dr. Pepper? No, I believe oh. he's one of the guys, you know, one of the standard oh, okay. guys who works on a lot of the riders. Like, it's not like he wasn't a guy that doesn't know, right. you know, the physics of racing or something. Dr. J? Dr. Pepper, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, Brock Tickle, JT. Nice race by Brock Tickle. Fifth place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he, you know, I think a few guys benefited from all of the chaos mm-hmm. that went on. Um, but you got to be in it to, to win it, you know, as they say. Uh, so, Good sure, that one. was uh, – and I think we're all kind of cheering for Brock, right? I mean, that was a pretty horrific injury last year. Mm-hmm. So, good to see. I, I was happy for him. Um, yeah, short, short's okay. Went down early in the main. His bike was jacked up. Uh, went, he, he's okay. Brayton, we look like he's going to be out for a little bit. Um, sorry to hear – sorry to break that to you, Weege. So What? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, wow. Um, hey, something's up with Millsaps, right? Like second to ninth. That's yeah. not. There's That's not there's, there's there's something up. Uh, maybe he's not healed. I don't know. The Cali guy said the bike was fine, so that's not Davy Millsaps. Like what he did, but that was not uh, not good. So no, that was exceptionally exceptionally you, bad. It's almost. I feel like um, all of our uh, panic button. Uh, performances, well, Brayton obviously is not good. Right. But uh, the rest of them, it's almost flipped. Like, Millsaps wasn't even on the list for Panic Button last week. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah. No, it wasn't good. Hopefully he doesn't, uh, you know. I don't know what, what's wrong with him, but uh, second to ninth is not, not David Millsaps that we've come to see. Um, Albertson put the whole shot from the outside. Good job by him. I didn't realize that he officially got the whole shot. That's awesome. Uh, Cade Clayson made his first main. And do you want do you want to take a gan- gamble on which uh, riding facility he participates at, Mathis? Nope. <laughs> it's your uh, best move. Uh, south of the border. That's <laughs> your best move. I don't know. I can't keep these things straight. <laughs> Who I know, I know, I know. Club MX is filthy, and now McElrath and Alex. I texted Alex Martin, Osborne, and Filthy with a picture of McElrath and said, "This is the best rider Club MX has right now." You know what's funny? Good, uh, good little anecdote about McElrath. My first time ever to Club MX was um, early in the Supercross season of 2012. Uh-huh. We were out there riding, and we were uh, riding Supercross, but we did a little bit of outdoor testing as well. 
Um, mm -hmm. and when I, was, I went out there really more just to check the track out and try one setting that they had put together. Mm -hmm. And this kid was, there was just a kid out there in like mismatched gear. This bike looked like it had been through hell and the kid is just pinning it. And I, he didn't have numbers on, no one knew who, you know, I didn't know who he was. None of the people I was with knew who he was, but he was, he really was going really, really fast. And it, it happened to be Shane McElrath. And that was way before, you know, he, he had any yeah. success at Loretta's or anything. This, you know, that, that summer he went on to win at Loretta's. But it's funny now to watch and see how good he's gotten because he literally had nothing in. No one even knew who he was back then. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just cool to see him uh, kind of climbing the ladder now. Yeah, we, we, you've seen him. Uh, you were there for kind of his whole story, like at Loretta's and getting picked up and never being on an airplane before. Yeah, it was right after that, really. I mean, it was Loretta's, which probably would have been a few months after JT saw him there. And uh, he battled with Michelia and Cooper Webb, like, out of nowhere. And uh, that totally put him on the map, and then Troy Lee signed him. But uh, that was, you know, normally these guys are somewhat on the radar yeah. for a pretty long time. For a guy to just come out of nowhere and battle Webb and Michelia, who were, <laughs> Webb had a factory Yamaha ride already, Michelia had a Honda ride already, and this pretty much privateer dude battled him. I think he had the fastest lap that week. Uh, things happen in a hurry. Now, I have heard that what he's kind of suffered with, and this might be partially because he's so, you know, almost new to success, is like he rides really well, but, you know, it's all about keeping him calm and the nerves and arm pump and all that. Like, you'll see a few good laps out of him, but can he do it the whole way? But he's coming a long way. I, I think he might be starting to put that stuff behind him. As long as he doesn't get handy retaliate. I mean, not yeah. retaliating <laughs> on him. Not, I, not uh, retaliation. Sorry. I went to go interview him after the race, but he was gone. At least I think he was. There was a bunch of guys there. None of them looked like him. So, um, uh, first main events for Chisholm, Moy, and Lemayne. Uh, good job by those guys. So we're starting to see, you know, a little bit of um, uh, patterns here with guys getting in the mains. And uh, I mean, Kay Clayson, though, first one, I guess, and these guys first one. But uh, getting a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, talk, talk about Josh Hill. You talked to him after the race, right? Yeah, Josh Hill. Josh Hill pattern. didn't make it. Yeah, he uh, he's been sick a lot. He said and. Uh, you know, he got a bad start, and um, that's kind of it. Like, he didn't really, you know, kind of said he'll be back and he'll work harder and try to figure it out. It's very weird not to have Josh Hill in two straight main events. I mean, come on. The guy's super talented, you know. But I guess maybe, you know, you put yourself in a situation with um, your team and your surroundings, and, you know, some of that helps you to, to excel. And I don't know if Josh is there yet. So not good, though, for Josh Hill. No, especially with the semis being back in. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, he's too much less of a crapshoot. Anderson rode well again. Goes down with Shorty. Hits Shorty. Kind of goes down. Comes from the back again. That kid's legit. He's for real. Uh, I talked to Dean Wilson in the, in the morning, and he said, "Are you one of those ones writing bad about me?" And I went, "Kinda." And I go, "But what do you what do you want me to do?" I said, "You faded to seventeenth. Like you're you're fast. You have great qualifying times." He goes. Yeah, yeah, I know. So I said, have you changed, like, your bars and your grips? He's like, yeah, done all. He tried new grips again um, in uh, in A3. And he's got a trainer. He's got a Red Bull trainer or something. And uh, I talked to Roger about it and Dean a little bit too. And, yeah, he, he, he was better, though, eighth place. For sure he was better. Right. Like, that's, you know, you got to start somewhere, and eighth place is fine for what Dean's been doing lately. I mean, so. He moved forward. That was the best part. Yeah, yeah. So, I, mean, I don't care if you get 11th, as long All as you right. move forward. I like the fact that he asked me if I'm writing bad things about him, and I said, uh, yeah, I am. I kind of said, yeah, I well, am. I mean, it's not, hard to, it's not hard to go research it if you lie to him. What, how many media guys would say that? How many media guys would uh, 
when confronted like that in our sport, they probably, a lot of them would say, no, man, no, man, you got it. You got this, man. <laughs> you know? Uh, I don't yeah. know. And then gone on Twitter and said, hey, at Team Wilson 15, we've look, all, you're the man tonight or something like that. We've always been there for you, you know? Always so. been there for well, you. Uh, hey, he passed Wilson. <laughs> we made the point. Wilson passed Millsaps late in the race, and we were like, oh, man. Yeah. If Dean is getting you late in the race, it is not good. Because Dean was the <laughs> ultimate fade last week, and now he was moving forward, and it was Millsaps making the fade. Yeah. Strange. Um, what else? Um, anything else? 450 main? I... I'm good. Uh, yeah, I think that was pretty much it. I'm interested to see what uh, what happens with Celia and Barsha this weekend. Maybe yeah. Black Flag, too. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, hey, you know who's having a rough go of it? Josh Grant. Wow. Uh, three races, three crashes, uh, pulled out of this one. He almost hit the wall. I didn't see it, but I talked to people who saw it. It was before the finish on that split lane. And he uh, overjumped it. OJ got whiskey throttle, almost went straight into the Anaheim Stadium wall, managed to save it. He still hit the wall, but at low speed because he was braking and stuff. But it could have been really scary, they said. So he pulled it in after that. He did not pull it in, people, because Chad Reed instructed him to as a matter of a protest. That did not happen. <laughs> I heard that. Stop tweeting have, me. You're positive. That did not happen. Yeah, I'm positive, yeah. It's like Tiananmen so, Square. Um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> ridiculous. I hate to say it, but I've said this before. Like, Grant and Supercross are just not a good mix these days. Like, just not good. Yeah. And it's I'm, – I'm sure – that I mean, he probably knows how many injuries and close calls he's had. Yeah. I'm sure it's in the back of his mind, too. It has been rough on him these oh. last five or six years, and I'm sure that eventually you start thinking about it when you keep having these mega crashes or near mega crashes. I um, I tweeted that I thought Mike Alessi had bike problems, but it turns out he hurt his knee. He was looking down, at, and I thought maybe it was a bike issue because he rode off and everything. But anybody hear about how his knee is? I, I read his tweet, and it said that it hurt, it hurt really bad, and there was like seven Ds in it. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. He's shit. going to get an MRI today. Well, four Ds is a mild sprain. Seven totally. Ds. Totally. That, yeah. That's what had me worried. Yeah. Are they still doing the Motor Concepts press conferences? Did anybody attend that? I guess, I guess they're not doing it. I haven't, haven't seen them. Okay. Uh, Transworld said – that's right. Transworld is reading their sign on Monday. They said Alessi's out for the season for the knee injury. Really? What? What? Yeah. So I was just out of nowhere. There's a picture of his bike. They're like – Looks like Michael Esther is going to have a good night, but he looks to, to be out for the season with a knee injury. And I'm like, wait, what? The season? Like what? like, like the outdoors and everything? Just I don't know. I don't it? know. sure we'll know uh, within a couple of days here before Oakland. Yeah. He won that heat, by the way. Yeah. Like, really convincingly. Like, yep. he was just gone. And I, yeah, it was a good job by him. No doubt. Um, that's the kind of world we live in, where... Uh, Mike Alessi can win a heat with a start, and Seeley can, and Kenny Roxon rides some semi-races, and... Just kind of wacky that way. Or just deep field. Hashtag. Who's next? Um, all right. BTOsports.com. RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this race tech commercial. Save yourself money on some suspension. And we'll be right back uh, with the 250 wrap-up here. BTOsports.com. RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Hey, I want to talk about privateers and what they choose for suspension. Yeah, that's right. Some of the top privateers, most of the top privateers out there, choose Racetech. Long been supporting the world's fastest privateers since 1984. Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blose, Cody Gilmore, and many other guys uh, choose uh, Racetech suspension, and they've been along, around a long time. 
and their their work stands for itself. Don't forget, people, at least uh, change your oil in your new bike. Use Race Tech to do it. Some of that stock oil isn't that good. Uh, Race Tech's the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. 30 years they've been supplying racers, riders, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products. Paul Thee, the owner of Race Tech, one of the smartest guys out there, and uh, the creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Racetech. Go there. Make your bike handle better. Do it. Racetech.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back on the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Use code PulpMX when you're checking out at BTO Sports to save yourself money. And, of course, Foxhead.com. Terrific uh, gear company and uh, fantastic guys uh, that sponsor Kenny Roxon. So, and Ryan Dungey. Um, 250s. Let's move on to that real quick. We're we're going long here, bros. It's almost like we had something to talk about. Um, Cooper Webb. That, I don't want to be Captain Obvious here. But that ride, second win in a row, catching uh, Tyler Bowers from probably I had him at twelfth at one point. Um, that's the kind of ride, JT, that y- you go on to win a title. Like that gets you momentum, confidence, and you just walk away with this title. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a great ride, but um, oh, here we go. No, I just think that if if Jesse Nelson hadn't crashed, well, okay. But that, I think maybe we have a different conversation right well, now. Well, that's fine, but he did. So, Yeah, no, I, and like I said, great ride. I, he did what it took to win. I just don't think that it's over with. You know, I don't think like, oh, Cooper was just on fire. He's going to win all these. Because I think oh, had Jesse no. Nelson stayed up, he wins two, he's won two out of three. But he didn't stay up. You watch. He didn't. No, you, you're right. You watch. You watch. I probably will watch, yeah. <laughs> you watch. Um, no, I, I think this is, this is, uh, you know, this is going to be a turning point. This is going to be a TSN turning point, Weege, in this title. Uh, I hope that's not a hockey term. Um, no, no, it's not. Okay, good. TSN has nothing to do with hockey, right? Or it's Canada. a Canadian sports broadcasting. It's a famous uh, thing they used to do. So The only reason I think it, it might be, it's not just the, the two wins in a row or even the way he won this one. I mean, Cooper Webb's a pretty legit dude. Like, it wouldn't shock anyone. No. And tell someone in December, oh, dude, Cooper Webb kind of really dominated in the West. He'd be like, yeah, I can see that. I mean, he's talented, he's good, he's on the rise. He saw what he could do outdoors. He knows how to win races. Um, that's what makes it so dangerous. This is the kind of ride that does it. But it is funny, that JT's point exactly. Like, he, if he rode the exact same race and finished second, it'd be like, oh, he's coming on. But now he's already on. It's just so, such a mental. It's what a difference it makes. It's such a mental sport, mental game that 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 kind of ride on that team with his talent, with his up and comingness, if that's even a word. <laughs> you see, you'll you'll see. You all watch. You watch. You watch. Um, we will be. <laughs> I, I, feel stop, like, stop. I feel like you're yelling about something we're going to do anyway. <laughs> stop yelling at me that I'm to watch because I will. Um, but hey, look. Are you gonna take credit if we watch these next couple races? Or are you gonna say they only watch because I told them? <laughs> exactly. I told them to watch. I told them to watch the supercrosses, and <laughs> that's, that's what, what they did. You are my pawn. <laughs> you watch. <laughs> this is gonna be it. I'm telling you, this is gonna turn them. This is gonna turn it on. Uh, Bowers rode great. I don't really know. 
like we, you were there in person. It's it's easier to tell than JT, who, who you were on TV. But like, I don't really know what Bowers did wrong. I think he rode good, maybe great. I just Cooper rode greater. Like Bowers was still there was no one reason that he sort of you know let a three to four to five second lead go. But um, did you see anything? Well, he said that you know he got in the lead and he didn't ride the same once he was in the lead and then he cased some jumps and, and that time has ultimately cost him, which is probably true, but obviously Webb was riding better than anyone in that race that night. I mean, I know he was 12th on the first lap, but I watched his start. He was last out of the gate. Like, he, his start was atrociously bad. So he was 12th in the first lap. Okay. But in the first turn, I don't even know how bad it was. So clearly Webb was going faster anyway. But uh, the one thing I want to debate is I hate, I hate when people say, Oh man, you can't leave the door open. Like, it's not that easy to just block someone on no. a supercross track. Like, what was Bauer supposed to do? No, that was the move all day long. He, yeah. yeah, Webb was going to pass him one way or another because he was dive bombing that corner. And what Bauer said he's like, "Well, I could have not left the door open and gone to the inside. Yeah, and I wouldn't have tripled, and he would have just gone to the outside and gone over me and tripled. Like, yeah, no. I mean, JT, you I did, nothing wrong. I used to battle Jim Holly on this all the time, and obviously Jim raced way more than I did. World Supercross like, champion. Yeah, World Supercross. You can't leave the door open. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, Jim, but you can go on the inside at the beginning of the turn, and then the other guy will just go to the inside at the second half of the turn. Yeah. Go underneath you there. Like, I don't understand this don't leave the door open. It's just not that easy to not leave the door open. JT, nothing wrong with, with what Bowers did. I mean, you had to do that, right? If you're. Yeah, the yeah. only. I think his only move, and, and I totally agree with what you guys are saying. He was in a really bad spot there. Really, the only thing that he could have maybe done was go outside like he did, and then when Cooper committed to cutting across there, is cut back under him, and then they both double. You know what I mean? Right, right. Because Cooper's doubling no matter what. If yeah. if Tyler can predict that happening and cut back under him, and then they both double, and he has the inside, that's really his only chance. That's it. Yeah. Other than that, he's screwed. No matter what he does. Right, right. Um, Justin Hill's been sick, according to Josh. And he hasn't been able to train. He's after his Monster Cup ride, and you know, again, like you said, that thing about uh, Cooper Webb, no one would be surprised if you just said, "Hey, Cooper Webb ran away with this thing." I think the same thing with Justin Hill. He's been kind of just eh, so far in the main. Yeah, I agree. I had him as yeah. my title favorite because I, I, he's, he's one more year further along than Webb. It's his third year. Obviously, that team is good, and yeah, like you said, when he did at Monster Cup, also he rode. For whatever it's worth, well at a, a straight rhythm, however much stock you put in either of those two races. But either way, mm-hmm. it seemed like all things are going in his direction. But uh, he just hasn't had it. You know? He just hasn't had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oz- I mean, yeah. sick. I heard he might have even had a crash before the season, which slowed him up. But for whatever reason, I mean, he's been yeah. in the thick of these battles. Oh, yeah, jo- he just gets bad starts. Yeah, Josh said that. That's right. He had a concussion before the start of the season. So. Hard, yeah, hard, yeah. yeah. Um, Osborne rode well. Um, gets the start, so that's helping him. He's staying in this thing, JT. Staying in it. Yeah, he's hanging around. Uh, got the whole shot, mm-hmm. and uh, he hurt definitely in the heat race. He looked like he hurt, re-hurt his thumb. Yeah, because he yeah. was right in the mix. So it's got to be tough. You know, he's certainly not at a hundred percent, but he's definitely doing better than I thought he mm-hmm. would be doing at this point. So we'll see how he progresses because it's going to get better. You know, each week he certainly looked a lot better this week than he did at Phoenix. So mm-hmm. maybe he'll keep, you know, progressing and take another step forward at, uh, at Oakland this weekend. He made sure to make fun of all of us for, you know, knowing more about his thumb than he did. 
Well, he should make fun of himself if we knew more about his thumb than he does. Yeah. Um, he showed me a photo of his thumb after the race uh, on his phone, and uh, it was a uh, it was a bandaged up hand with like a penis where the thumb should be, and I didn't <laughs> quite get it. And I'm looking at, it, and I'm like, ah! And he's laughing. Him and Phil are laughing together. I thought he was mad at you. No, I think we're good now. I don't know. I mean, oh, okay. he sent me, um, you know, the emojis of the fists. Yeah. He sent me those last week and said these aren't like bro ones. I want to punch you with these in the face. So I'm like, okay, all right. So now we have riders threatening media members with punches to the face. So, so if, if anything, I think that's a black flag on Osborne. I throw a black flag for wrong use of emojis. You know, because those punches, that's not punching. Well, that's... was he retaliating on something you had written? Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he was. Well, then black flag for sure. You can't retaliate. You can't retaliate. Yeah. So wrong exactly. use of emojis. That's a, that's in the rule book. Yep. Um. Yeah. Too bad Nelson fell. I do think this came up on the Pulp Show. I do think he would have won. Weege, do you? He had a nice lead. We saw him win the first one. Looked good. Oh yeah. I mean, I, Webb took until the last half a lap to catch Bowers, who was in second. So yeah. I don't see any reason yeah. to think that. Would Webb have somehow gone even faster and caught Bowers earlier and then gone after Nelson? Plus, Nelson, it was like deja vu. He, it's not like he has a, doesn't know how to win these things. He just did it at the same stadium two weeks mm-hmm. earlier. So it definitely was in the cards. The, uh, the over-under bridge comes into effect with Jesse Nelson because he came up short and clipped it. Then he OJ'd it. Then he crashed right after it. Like the over-under bridge threw Jesse Nelson for a loop. He didn't know how to attack the obstacle. One of the things that blew my mind, and even Hemming mentioned in the TV show, at one point he OJ'd it, just literally didn't clip or touch any part of the backside at all. So <laughs> yeah. it's basically like he just did a, what, a 60 or 70 foot single? Right, right. He just lands, and it's like, no problem. Yeah. Like, that's where they're at these days with the bikes. Just, he basically did a 70 foot single, landed yeah. on flat ground, and just kept on trucking. Didn't even, you know, no head smacking on the bars or anything. Yeah, so yeah. He, no yeah. big problem. Um, hey, what happened to Plessinger? Do we know? No, no not good. Just not a good result. Yeah, not a great race for him. So, um, Polatelli had to go to the LCQ, 14th in the main, so that's not too bad. Michael Lee may have hurt himself. He's not sure if he's going to be able to make it. He hurt his shoulder and wrist in a heat race crash. So, um, we'll see how that goes in the coming weeks. Zach Bell, I didn't even notice Zach Bell out there. We have been seeing him ride well. Didn't know what, don't know what happened to him in that uh, uh, he hurt his foot, I believe, at some point. Oh, yeah? Okay. However, for practice or his heat race, it was toughing out. Right, right. Um, are there any surprises in this 250 West class, JT? Are there any, like, uh, yeah, just surprises? You watch. Uh, I think Nelson has been better than expected. I don't know if it was a complete surprise. Right, right. But I didn't expect him. To, you know, he was dangerously close to being two out of three right now. Mm-hmm. Bowers has been a little better than I thought he'd be. I thought he'd be in the mix, but I didn't mm. think he would be this good. I think for me, Bowers is exactly kind of what I thought he'd be. I thought he'd really? be, a, yeah. yeah, top three, top five guy every time. Yeah, I thought know? he'd be a top five guy. I didn't think he would be this good. I guess. Right, right. Um, I thought Justin Hill would be better. Mm-hmm. He's been a surprise, but a letdown. Um, McElrath's been a little bit better. Yeah, but a lot of Hansen's, it's been what we expected. It's Hansen's, just been uh, you know, Hanny's Hanny, probably been a bit worse. I gotta say, than I thought. Yeah, I thought yeah. he'd be better than this. Yeah, me too. Weech, what about you? So far, three rounds in, two fifty West series. Honestly, everything that was just said, I agree with. Absolutely. 
Oh, you're such a, you're such a. Pain. I'm not even, uh, not even saying that sarcastically, but that's exactly what I'd say. Right, right. And Plessinger's been better, regardless of the. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, Plessinger's been a huge. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that one. Right. Um, and hey, we're starting to see some uh, guys like Scott, like uh, Champion and Martinez and Jackson Richardson. They're like in the mains every week, like they're they're locks in uh, Racer X Moto Dynasty League. So, oh, tips? Is a tip? Uh, we'll have to listen to the podcast to see. Uh, okay. Aldridge, um, yeah, not not you're doing better than a crash. Big get off. Yeah, big get off. Yeah, Chris Aldridge. So rough go for Aldridge if you include DN, DNQ first round, DNF A3, and Phoenix, he fell apart at the end of the race. So yeah. been a rough start to Supercross for him. Um, anything else? Black flag? Are we throwing a black flag on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Looks like it. All right. You watch. You both watch. Um, I will. I'll take I think I think I will. BTOsports.com, RacerX Podcast, presented by Fox Racing. Uh, Jason Thomas, Jason Wigand, thank you guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will reconvene after Oakland. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. See you. Yeah. See you. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right, and right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. 
been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years come.